It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. And joining us for another week, we're very excited, Tori Reese. Tori, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? Fantastic. Look, I've been captivated waiting to hear the other half of your story. When we last spoke to you, we pretty much wrapped it up um, that you'd found out that you were having twins and you were pretty much confident then to move forward with your pregnancy. I think you just got to that point in your family and friends knew past that 14, 16 week mark. Um, how was the pregnancy for you, the journey, particularly having been able, well, being able to compare it to a singleton pregnancy? How did everything go from there? Because you had quite the experience getting to that point. Um, but what was the pregnancy like for you? Oh, the pregnancy was beautiful. I had such a breezy um beautiful I was one of those lucky ones I tell you I just I loved being pregnant and I loved the fact that there was two beautiful babies in there um people often ask me throughout pregnancy when I got to that really you know the super big stage oh it must be so hard carrying two in there and to be honest I honestly felt it was quite the same as one like obviously there was a few more movements happening but yeah I, I mean and yes I was bigger but it was all just yeah I was very, very lucky and I had, I just, I would be pregnant all, all the time if I could be. <laughs> Do you think that's because you went through IVF and you were... Maybe. I, I, I was very geared up to be pregnant and I was mm. very much having those, I, I wanted to keep them inside me forever because I just felt that was just the most, oh, yeah, having them in me, I would sit there and I would, I, I felt like Jason and I would sit there and talk to them and, you know, Lenny just thought it was incredible that their babies were inside me and you know when you would sit there and you see all the motion and you've got all oh, hands out that way and all oh, a couple of feet down there and um and then going to the ultrasounds were just you know there was so many times that I'd go to the ultrasounds that one of their heads was up against the other one's bum or one of mm-hmm. their feet were in the um were in the other one's faces and it was just yeah, it is incredible I, I guess How did, was... um, Lenny react to you mm. being pregnant Oh, he loved it. Lenny, Lenny. Because that's something that neither Nikki or I have been I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. And I'd be fascinated to see now when my boys are four and a half and I look at them and think, I wonder what they would think if if you're trying to explain there were two babies in your belly. So it must have been interesting. Yeah, it was. Lenny was three. (laughs) And I'll never forget when I I had the bubbies that, and, and I'll go and pick them up, pick Lenny up from preschool and I would have two babies. All these friends would look at me like, why has she got two babies? Like oh, they just thought so all these all, all these four year old friends were just like that is so weird. Like, have you are you holding someone else's baby? They did not understand the concept that there was two babies. Whereas Lenny, he just he was like, why do people only get one baby? Like that's so unfair. That's so ripped off that they only got one when we got two. Like, <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a photo. I've got a video of my kids, and I, I know, they must have been three and. My daughter's patting her belly saying that there was a baby and she's like, two babies, two babies. And then my boy's going, patting his belly. He's like, yeah, two babies, two babies. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, as a oh. twin family, they, they honestly think like they, like Lenny, was, yeah, Lenny doesn't understand that people only have one baby. Mm. I think he understands now, but he just, we've had, we had the conversation about, you know, Lenny's, Lenny's very, um, very affectionate little boy and loves to touch and loves to, you know, getting close and cuddle. And 
he really was a part. Like, he came to so many of my IVF appointments with me and he was a real part of our mm. journey getting there. And um, he also, throughout the scans, he came to lots of the scans. He had pictures up in his bedroom of the babies while they were in my tummy. Um, you know, he had baby dolls when the babies came, you know, before before the babies came for us to practice with the babies and what the babies were going to be like. Um, so, yeah, he, he was incredible. He still is incredible. We have our moments, but most most of all, he's, um, he's an awesome big brother, which is pretty cool. Oh, oh that's so yeah, sweet. Yeah, that is just adorable. And was your pregnancy in general fairly easy? Did you hit any hurdles, any snags, any complications that can often, you know, rise when you've got multiples? Yeah, no, I was, as I said, I was really um, fortunate to have a cruisy pregnancy and I just, I, I really did lap it up. I enjoyed it. We had a pool at our house that we were living at at that time when we were in Sydney. Oh, and um, I would just, because obviously February was when the twins were born, so I would literally <laughs> lay there on a lilo with my stomach, you know, out and just float. And it was just the feeling of like, all that heaviness leaving your body and just floating was just so amazing. I got sunburnt one day and my stomach, because it was so big, it got sunburnt on the top, but because the sun couldn't see the bottom, it didn't reach there. So, <laughs> I was, <laughs> so it was just the top, the top half of my stomach. So, yeah, no, the pregnancy was beautiful. And I just think when you're in that, as you guys probably know, um, you, you, you realise it is actually such a short time of growing those mm. babies, and mm. and I think we all we all sort of oh, you count down the days, and you know because you just want them safe in your arms, but just being in that pregnant mode and enjoying that every week because when it's over, you don't get to feel those little bubbies back inside no. you ever again. Yeah, no, it's so cool feeling two babies move inside you. I say so cool. Oh, I'd love to have triplets and feel them all moving. <laughs> I know. That's something only that. you would say. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure about triplets. I think twins is probably enough <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, okay with two. Do you know when what? When we interviewed um, Kiki and the quads a couple of weeks ago, and, oh. and she was saying, you know, she had, 16 arms and legs moving oh, inside her belly. That just has rocked my yeah, world. It I was cannot too much. stop thinking about it. Yeah. Too many appendages for me. Oh, Way gosh. too many. James said to me the other day, oh, I was looking at a picture of quads and, oh, they look so cute. Maybe we should have another one. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Call it. Call it. We've got three. <laughs> My hands are full oh, already. I'm done. So what about delivery? What what gestation did you get to? It's a common question for, you know, multiple births, but um, how far did you get and what was the delivery process for you? So Lenny was, um, when we had Lenny, Lenny was a cesarean. Um, so with the twins, it was pretty, just decided pretty early on that we were going to have a cesarean. Um, I had... Mackie Moo, which was twin A, right down front and centre, as he always is, still continues to be. And Vinny was off to the left a little bit. So, um, yeah, we had a caesarean and they were born at straight on 37 weeks. Wow. Um, wow. I didn't, yeah, I didn't go into labour naturally or anything like that, which was, I was pretty grateful for because at the time Jimmy was um, training for Dancing with the Stars. So he was away a lot. So um, I was pretty happy that. They stayed nice and cosy in there. And the caesarean was um, as beautiful as we hoped it would be. I think a lot of um, 
women feel that if they have a cesarean, you know, they lose that natural, you know, element of birth. But we made sure that we had it. It was as beautiful as ever and they were on my chest straight away. Um, Gosh, wow. And, yeah, I was one of, again, you know, we had delayed cord clamping. We had all of that. that you know, sometimes I feel that, you know, that type of stuff gets, get taken away from us as um, yeah. if, yeah. as twin mums who sometimes can't yeah. um, have a natural birth. And, yeah. and yeah, I just think, again, always be that voice because you are, no matter if they're in your tummy or when they're out of your tummy, you are their voice and their advocate. And if there's something, and I was always pretty open with my doctor who was always really receptive to, um, yeah, what we, what we wanted. And, mm. yeah, I That's had a fantastic experience. Yeah. So Can I ask something? Um, with the a, a cesarean at thirty-seven weeks, with multiples, had, like were there lots of people in the room? I did have quite a few. I had two obstetricians, um, so uh, and they always help. I think with the twin pregnancy, um, they there's always two obstetricians doing um, the cesarean, and then I, I, I yeah, there was definitely lots of nurses and everything but you know I kind of I to be honest when I was you know when you're in it you have a mode of your your brain's just I'm in this and then the second they were the second the twins were on me it was I, I've actually got it uh, we got a, a nurse videoed it all for us which I watched back and I just in amazement how one comes out and then the other one comes out it's just it's, I know, it's, it's like pop, pop, isn't it I, I remember the first video that my other half took with well, the video my other half took um the first time my dad saw it and he's an anesthetist and he got out his watch and started timing exactly how long was between each one so he go yeah they did an all right job there's 90 seconds between each one yeah I'm happy with that one I was like right oh doctor feels no. doctor feels giving it a tick of approval where okay guys it's just so oh, bizarre it's incredible it's incredible how they just like you just how they yeah I just yeah, I, I'm like, mind cluck, blown cluck, I yep. was mind blown mm. and then they were, and then they were just on me straight away and on wow. my chest straight away and it was yeah it's such an overwhelming feeling as you both know having mm. being able to like lying down I mean I don't know your birth stories but lying there and having two babies on you I remember where it's Lenny it was quite easy to hold but when you've got two I, yeah it's quite difficult. <laughs> Yeah, because so Nikki and I both had house a bit of, like a lot earlier than you, so we didn't get, I guess, that kind of thing. But I just yeah. remember the amount of people in the room because yeah. I guess there were lots of obstetricians. There were then a, each baby had a team. Um, uh, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. Yeah, um, so I didn't. And have I often, yeah, wanted to ask if you have a cesarean at you know thirty-seven weeks. At, basically full term for twins. Are there as many people in the room? I guess going through IVF, I'd always had a huge team in the room um, to get me pregnant. So I was kind of expecting a huge team to get me, to get them out. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, Um, there's still a lot of people, but I don't think it, you know, and they did still have, um, there was definitely a pediatrician in there for when they came out, um, which I think is, I don't think that happens in normal Cesarean no, I don't, think, I don't so, think there's no. usually a pediatrician there, um, but for me, there definitely was. Obviously, because they were still a tiny bit early. If yeah. you want to look at that, but um, yeah, it was it was. Yeah, I was yes. I feel like um, that triumph of getting pregnant. I was definitely 
um, blessed with a beautiful pregnancy and birth after. Oh, that's, that's so, good. so good to hear. So they yeah. didn't have you didn't have any NICU or special care time. The, were you actually able to have your babies? And I know this sounds a little bit weird, but it, it's rare that you're actually here with multiple pregnancies that you can have your baby straight after. What what happened in those few hours, days afterwards? Yeah, so I had obviously with the cesarean, they um, they did go to special care uh, for I think it was only, it was only two nights. I did have the option having them earlier back in my room with me, though, which was beautiful. But um, James was staying with Lenny, so I was on my own. And because I had had the cesarean, it was decided that they could be in special care um, just for those two nights. And then once I was able to walk around a bit more, they were straight in with me. So I had the rest of the three nights after my cesarean with my bubbies right next to me, which was Oh, Which is everything awesome. I dreamed of yeah. as a twin mum because oh. you read so many of, you know, you yep. kind of, you know, you're worried about the, the amount of NICU time you're going to have or the amount of special care nurse time you're going to have. But, you know, I was, as I said, extremely mm. fortunate and my babies, yeah, they thrived and they were in with me in my hospital room, which was, yeah, lucky. We love sharing um, really positive stories as well because, as you said, they're Everyone's always happy to share a negative story, mm. but it's really nice to share positive stories and it gives our expectant families, you know, something really, it's, it's like when you're going through IVF and wanting to read about success stories. Well, it's the same when going through a twin yeah. pregnancy or a triplet pregnancy, wanting to hear. I mean, our Nat from Kiki and the Quads, she gave birth to her quads at like 34 weeks. I mean, goodness Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I love sharing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I was, and yeah, 37 weeks and going strong. Like I wasn't, mm. um, yeah, and I did. I, I lapped that, that those final weeks up and I rested and I, you know, really did, um, yeah, because I knew what was going to happen when I had them. There was not going to be much rest. So, well, And you said that. <laughs> you said that when you went in and you delivered the bubs that Jimmy was in the middle of training for Dancing with the Stars, which, you know, so many people remember that time. Um, so when you get, got home then, did you have a lot of support or was he having to go back and, you know, start doing – go back to doing that? Yeah, people thought we were absolutely crazy for taking on that gig when um, I was – you know, I think he started training when I was 34 weeks pregnant. Oh, gosh. And I would go in and <laughs> – so everyone's like, hang on a second. You're sitting there, 34 weeks pregnant with twins, and she and you're letting your husband dance with this beautiful, um, you know, sexy dance partner. I'm like, yeah, we didn't really think that one through, did we? Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, but it was such a funny time. Like, watching James dance was just, I tell you, it was hilarious. But, yeah, so back, back to where we were, we had – 34 weeks pregnant was when he started training. Once we had the twins, I think we had a week and a half until he had to do his first dance, live dance. Wow. Oh, God. Talk about pressure. Oh, the pressure. It was just, yeah, it was, <laughs> I look back at it, it's all a blur. But, yeah, he, he took it in his stride and that man hardly slept because he was, even though he was on, you know, national TV training so much, he was up with me, helping me with the bubs, and wow. you know he is such a hands-on dad that he, you know he's an all-or-nothing man, and he put just as much as I put into those little babies. But we would travel down to the city, and um, we would stay Did in a you, hotel yeah, room. You weren't, you weren't living in Sydney, were you? We were. So we were in Sydney at the time um, while he was 
doing dancing with the stars. Oh, so okay. we were in we were in So Terrible. you've bought so we you've were, bought your family from Victoria to New South Wales. Is that right? Yes, but to be the giggle and hoot. No, yeah, right. not just not just the dancing with the stars. So we were living the in giggle Sydney and hoot for a little and, while. Right, okay, and gotcha, hoot. gotcha. I thought, oh, gee, that's a big relocation with newborn twins just for a dancing no, show. But it was for both, right? Absolutely <laughs> not. No, so for de- for giggle and hoot, we'd been living in there, for, been living right. up there for a couple of years. But we landed in Terrigal. So James did all his dance practice in um, up at Terrigal, and then when the show was shooting, it was down in the city. So. We would all four, all, sorry, all five of us would hop in the car and head down for the live shows. Wow. And the, the, me and the kids Amazing. would stay in, uh, me and the kids would stay in the, in the hotel room. So he would go off, do his dancing and all of that while I'm sitting there breastfeeding while watching him on TV, you know, do his salsa. And then he would come home and yeah, he would be right back in it with me. So. <laughs> He's like, the cast are going out for a drink, but I should just come home, shouldn't I? And I'm like, yes, you should just come home. <laughs> oh, wow. What a credit to you both. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, a, that newborn stage is a blur for any multiple parent, but you guys took it to the next level. Oh, and I remember when um, uh, Channel 10 said, oh, it would be great if, you know, Jimmy's producer for Dance with Stars could come in and, you know, shoot a bit of the kids of the twins and stuff because that you know they've been watching and mm. I was like oh okay so I think it was about day three that Jimmy's producer came in oh and god I put, no I put, oh, wow. I put some makeup on got my spandex on and <laughs> off we went we showed we showed a couple of little bits of the bugs and all of oh, that but man. I'm always you know I was always up for it because yeah. no oh <laughs> I was lucky to I was lucky to get out of my pajamas for the first like six months the boys were born and here are you makeup on national television. I know, it was quite funny. I look back at it and I think I'm crazy, but it was it was Love all it. fun. It Love was it. all everyone was yeah. all beautiful and helpful and yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that brings me to the next point. Um, I, I dare say a lot of people remember that moment where an announcement was made that Jimmy quit Dancing with the Stars because you did have a health scare with one of the twins. Can you talk us through that? That must have been like any parent that goes through a health scare with, with one of our kids. It's a terrifying moment. Yeah, this was um, obviously while James was on uh, live TV, it was really the, the timing of it was just, horrendous so little uh, my twins were um seven weeks old and Mackie hadn't been um feeding very well he was gassy and anyway after I had a couple of um different opinions um from a GP and a chiro and a lactation consultant we decided to look into having his um tongue tie because he had quite a big tongue tie at the hospital they checked it but they didn't think it was that severe so we didn't we thought oh we'll just leave it for a little while so Anyway, we got to six weeks and um, with all that advice, we decided um, to go to a specialist in, in the area and um, we had this done and basically he, the, the doctor um, cut an artery and while I was um, holding Mac and I had Vinny in the capsule, um, he just started bleeding, profusely yeah. bleeding and um, we Gosh. got rushed to the hospital and within the time we were there, within about five minutes, Mackie was in CPR because um, his blood, his heart rate drops to below 60. So with um, infants, if their heart rate goes below um, 60 beats per minute, that's when CPR starts. 
Um, so he had CPR twice. He had blood transfusions. He had, and then he was rushed to emergency um, surgery to get it repaired. From there, we then um, it was one. It was a night that was really foggy. We were meant to get airlifted to the royal, um, the royal children's in Sydney, but they um, the the helicopter couldn't land. So we then got the um, neonatal net team. And we were we got transferred straight in the van to there. So by that point, my friend had come and got Vinny, picked Vinny up, and taken Vinny back to James and Lenny, and um, Mac and I, because I couldn't have Vinny as well as um, mm. taking care of Mac. So at that point, we then got um, we were in the hospital. I'll never sorry in the net team, and I'll never forget hopping in that neonatal. Um, van the pediatrician that was with in the van said to me now if anything happens on the way here you are not to take your seatbelt off and get out because I couldn't be in the back with them I had to sit in the oh, front which was just God, yeah gosh. that's just what you have to do like in these you know in and they're telling me that oh that, that they have to drive slow because any bump because they're in these you know the incubator any any bumps can cause brain damage oh it was just the oh. most horrific moment of my life like I can't even and yeah I can't I can't even my top because I had no clothes my top was covered in blood my pants were covered in max blood and everything and I was just yeah it was just it was and I had to be on my own with Mac because yeah James had to be with the others and I didn't want them yeah anyway by the time we got to the hospital um he was in ICU and um with a tube, you know, um, tube down and obviously unresponsive. And then over the next few days, he had to start coming off that, um, off the tube. But as as I'm not sure if people are familiar, when you're coming off morphine on all those drugs, sometimes you you stop breathing. Um, so basically, they had to they had to come to a time where he was able to breathe for himself so that that tube could have come out. Um, so it was a couple of days of those, of those you know, heart, heart rate dropping, stop breathing, then come up to work out when that tube could come out. Once the tube came out, we got told that he probably wouldn't breastfeed again um, and that it was, it was just a matter of, yeah, seeing how he would go. And anyway, the moment we put Vinny actually in when he was um, – sedated with the tube and resting we put Vinny in the cot with him actually and as a twin mum you you just think they've been together their whole life Mm. like and Mm. all of a sudden they were separated through you know through this and they spent their first night away from each other and it was just and we put Vinny in there and all of a sudden Max um Max breathing slowed again and it was like <gasps> we all got worried so we moved Vinny out again and you know he you know he came back he you know, stabilized again then we put him in again to see and it kept on happening so anyway we once the time the tube came out we um Mackie sort of came to and it was he was actually straight on we got told he wasn't wouldn't feed again and all of this and he was actually he got straight back onto the boob and I basically fed that kid from uh, I think there was probably an hour in the day that he was off the boob. We got told that keep that tongue moving, keep that tongue moving, keep that tongue moving to, to repair. 
and that's what we did. And now I look back at that time and I still can't really remember the ins and outs of it because it's just such a blur. But he, Mackie is doing super well now and hopefully all in the past for us. My goodness. Wow. <sighs> Literally, she was... probably, there's probably a lot more that I can, you know, can touch oh. on, but that's, that's a bit of a wrap of what we sort of went through, I suppose. Oh, I can't Im- imagine, um, yeah. And that's something that I don't think a lot of multiple birth parents are aware of, that should you need to call an ambulance, um, you both ca- you can't take both children. No, so we, we get to, uh, uh, like, this is all happening and Max profusely bleeding. I've got my hand in his mouth holding the p- part together that had been cut and the ambulance person saying to me, no, well, I can't, take, I can't take that one. I can't take them both. And I'm saying, well, I'm here on my own. I can't leave a baby. So at that point, the, um, the receptionist was like, all right, well, I'll drive Vinny in the car Yes, in your behind, car. In my car, in yes. the ambulance to follow me. And I'm thinking, I don't know this yeah, person. Yes, exactly. You're a complete show. stranger. Complete oh. stranger, but what are you to do? Yeah. Like, so I'm in wow. emergency. James couldn't get there. He had Lenny. He was he was going to be too far away. So I just said, okay. And in 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 we went and they followed us. And at the time, well, my sole focus was on Mac, though. Mm. Um, and it needed to be. And... You know, they parked the car. Vinny got delivered to me straight away while Mac was in CPR at that point. So I had Vinny in a carrier on me and Mac was in CPR. So he was still with me, which is what I needed at that time as well. Yeah, we had a um, not – we we just talked about this a couple episodes ago um, in bathing. We potentially, as blasé as this sounds, we, we drowned one of ours um, prior to being – you know, a little bit harsher age. than what actually happened, but well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and I had to call an ambulance because not breathing and everything. And that's when we found out very suddenly that you cannot take two children <laughs> in the ambulance. No, no, I didn't even think about it to be no, honest. No, until think I was anybody in that. does until you're in that situation. And I had a girlfriend who was in the same situation. She was a single mum, and they did the same thing. They, um, one of the people drove her car with her baby and she was like yeah. are you serious i've got a know. you know i i like wow just not something that you think about no um, you don't think about it and then and then yeah once it happened it was like you know i was really grateful i had a mm. friend who came straight to the hospital with me mm. when they found out because i really didn't want lenny involved in any of this to see any of this so I was really, Jane, all James wanted to do was to be there, but I said to James, I need you to be with Lenny at this point. I didn't have family or anything in Sydney because everyone was down in Melbourne. So James stayed with Lenny um, and I had a beautiful friend who came straight away and, you know, she sort, sorted out all the, where's Tori's car, where's, you know, all of those stuff that I, I was holding. I was holding my Max hand with Vinny in the carrier with all my scrubs on after the emergency surgery. But And we, th- no one in the hospital w- wanted to move him until the next team came because everyone, like, we all knew how fragile he was. So we waited yes. for the next team and then once, and cause, and once they came, they sort of, um, you know, plugged everything in and everything like that. And then that's when Vinny went with um, my friend back to back to James and to be honest 
James needed Vinny there as well. Yeah, he, of course. He would, I was really he would have felt that helpless I had, too. Yeah, and obviously these babies had, had nothing but breast milk and I had a really lucky fortunate again that I had pumped a whole heap of milk. So Vinny was amazing. He got straight on the bottle with breast milk and um, he was fine. And I didn't have to have that worry on me as well um, while I was caring for Mac. And it's things like that. I mean, because we were in a similar situation. I luckily had a freezer full of milk and um, my mum and stepdad happened to be there. So I was like, there's milk in the freezer. And my mum is running down the driveway following us. And she's like, well, how much? Now? I'm like, I don't know. Just feed him. <laughs> just, just, just sort it out. That's right. That's right. And thank goodness that James is so hands-on. He just mm. took it in his stride and, yeah, yeah, off he went. So, yeah. And yeah, Dory, it might have been, time. yeah, but it might have been, it must have been as it sort of in the moment, um, you would have been so focused on what was going on in your little bubble as one is. But in hindsight, a few weeks later, were you quite overwhelmed with the outpouring from around the nation? Because it really was something that accidentally sort of, you know, made headlines in a way. It did, it really did. And there's so many doctors that heard of what happened. Um, and specialists, and I made it my um, thing to just, I, I really wanted to get, you know, people People went down, are you mad? Are you mad that this happened? And, and, and I'm so grateful that we had a happy story, but what I am definitely an advocate for now is that, because people, babies do have tongue ties. Some babies do have tongue ties, and they do need them revised. But my, um, my experience is, if that if that is your baby, go to a hospital. Go to a ENT that is in a hospital setting. I went to a pediatric dentist, and that's where I was told. I was recommended. That's where everyone went, um, and I found out that they didn't have the, the the right things in place in case things go wrong. If you are in a hospital setting, none of this would have happened. Wow. Yeah. So I think Very I think having message. that education behind yeah. having that education behind behind it, it, it's only it's it's something that I can bring that is positive positive to this situation to hope that nothing like this happens to other people and and I did find out that this has happened to other babies. Um, it's not the first time, and people people think oh it's just a simple procedure. It takes two seconds. And that's what it's meant to. That's that's what it's meant to be. It's not meant to be a big procedure at all. And but it should still be done in a hospital setting. Yeah. Oh, so many chills down my spine. So yeah, many absolutely. Could have, you know, everything. But so, yeah, I mean, obviously, we are all so grateful that mm. that he's fine. And oh, what a yes. what a moment. Yeah, and then obviously the, the, the for James the quitting of the Dancing with the Stars, he was in the top four, and he was just he, he, he was he was doing amazing. That dance that he had for the week of that he quit was a contemporary, and it was his favourite dance that they they were gonna do. And you know, I said to him, you, you know, if you feel that you if you feel that you need to pull out, you just you know you need. And he it was no question for him. He there was no way he he could have got on that stage and done what he needed to do when his family was suffering like they were. So he made the decision and he pulled out and um, 
Yeah, which I think won a lot more hearts. I was going to well. say, I think the whole I'm, nation was behind you guys. Um, I mean, they were anyway, but even more so then. You could have gone on to win it, but it was the ultimate, um, you know, family decision, and I think it was amazing. Yeah, and it was, and it's always no matter what, family comes first, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and that's just what we, that's what he needed to do, and um, and I was very grateful that he was right. Yeah, right and, by us. You know, I mean. Obviously, so many families would make that decision. They're just not usually in that public arena. That's right. That's right. And it is being in the media industry. There is a lot of pressure, and there is a lot of um, you know to seem a sort of way or to do a certain thing. And um, I think I think it's important to show that you know everyone's lives have all these ups and downs, and um, yeah, it can it, it really it, it really did make. James realised, you know, and they had to come over and they interviewed James and that was the hardest interview that James has ever done. He cried on national mm. TV and um, that he was like, I am real and I am who I am and this is this is oh, one of the yeah. hardest moments of my life. Well, was the hardest moment of our life. There was times that in that, in that night we thought that Max wasn't going to make it. When they told me he was in CPR and I was watching CPR happen, we thought that he wasn't going to make it. So, like, yeah. That is something that uh, any parent should never go through. Dory, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing everything. You've been, over the last two episodes, you've been so transparent and open about everything that you and James have been through. And we've, uh, you know, even fallen even more in love with your beautiful family. So thank you. And I I know you have an Instagram account. So where can people follow you to find out more about what you guys are up to? Yeah, so I've got an Instagram account that I literally just put my crazy chaos of my beautiful family, <laughs> um, different things that we're doing, um, and they're on, it's under Reed underscore Tory, so I should change that one day soon to make it a bit more um, about what, what I do, but yeah, that's that's where we're at, and um, yeah, follow along and see what we're up to, because we're always up to fun stuff, so. <laughs> so I've got a question for you. Yes. Do you want to come back for a third episode <laughs> the following week and we'll talk about coping with life with with twins plus one? I know. I'm so sorry. I do love a chat and I feel like I still I, – I, I, we haven't probably touched on what it's like no. having twins at this point yet and we um, there's so much beautiful stuff to share on that part. So if you'd like to have me, I can totally um, join in for a third. We'd Absolutely. Love to have you back. We'll make that happen, Tori. So, this is not goodbye. We'll catch up very soon. It's been awesome this week on Talking Twins and More. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.